0: Hello. Welcome, to couple skate. welcome to couple skate this is the couple skate morning show yeah feels very morning showy we i feel like set. i should be a little drunk and you should be worried about me that's a perfect morning I feel show like dynamic I be
1: really drunk <laughs> i'm a little drunk
0: you're really drunk uh, yeah we're actually inside we are for the first time in a year However, oh oh, right. I guess we ever, never did one. Yeah, because well, we started out in the shop, yeah. um, with the doors open. Then it got so cold. We went to your patio, mm-hmm. and we did it, you know, in in the the round there. And uh, it's too windy today, which is funny because definitely have had way windier <laughs> days than today that we've done it out on the patio. But we were like, we're both vaccinated. Well, and also I
1: had to get rid of the uh, poofs,
0: the yeah. ottomans,
1: and I thought I can't really have Emma over with without full accommodation i'll just
0: be in a wicker chair i mean <laughs> I, i'm not body shaming myself but i've put on enough weight that like you know how if you're in a wicker chair and like i feel like i would just melt through a chair right now like well, hot and chocolate really
1: those wicker chairs are not flattering
0: no they're
1: for comfort only
0: yeah yeah so. <laughs> it's both uh, so we're here we're inside we're both vaccinated Alex is fully vaccinated and uh, so we were like we can actually do it inside This seems, is amazing yeah.
1: seems incredibly weird
0: um, I'm Emma Arnold I'm pitch and we're couple skate and we're doing it it's happening. <laughs> it's an indoor couple skate. I'm excited. And
1: it's like all set up. It's really way more professional than we've ever been. It's extremely professional. I hope you can tell the
0: difference. Yeah. I think a few people are excited because I often get very, very nice messages from people who are like, hi, I'm an audio engineer and I'm not trying to hurt your feelings, but I do have a few notes. So if you gave us those notes, it wasn't ever that I was ignoring you, it was just that we couldn't afford the proper equipment to do that, but we just finally got upgraded equipment and we have proper sound for the live stream well, for the first time. we have a time. producer. We have a producer, Alex. <laughs> it was very sweet, he was he put about an hour of work into this setup and into the lighting and into the sound and um, was like- So this
1: is really as good as it's ever gonna it's get. As so if good you as have as problems with this, this is maybe not the show for you. Yeah. You maybe
0: yeah. If you're like, well, it's still like the lighting's not uh hey. And this if is... I look like my face is
1: on fire and my skin looks weird, it's because I did have a facial yesterday and my face is reacting. Oh fun. So this is the best I'm gonna look even in the best of light. Right I think now. you
0: look you look glowy and sun kissed. Uh it's but chemical burns. It's chemical burns. <laughs> yeah. That's nice. <laughs> Which is what I paid up pretty penny for it's nice how that uh i have i have a friend who's a little addicted to plastic surgery and recently she got uh she did a one of those major chemical peels and she was like i mean she looked like she looked like she had third degree burn she was bright red and then it was peeling like like wildly peeling and then also they had had a she went to like a not, I guess a beauty college type place because they had a special on Botox. But uh, the gal who had, was doing it had never done Botox before, and she did it so bad she had droopy eyelids. <laughs> So, and her mouth wasn't quite moving. And so she's like chemical burned and then like, like this. And I'm like, yes, this is definitely better than aging. We're all, we're all on board that women should never have wrinkles, but it's okay if our eyes don't work. So they did that uh, dermablading thing. Have you ever had dermablading? No, I've heard of it. I don't know what that is. Okay. What is that? So,
1: well, I didn't really know what it it is either, except... Um, I've had it done multiple times. And what they are doing is like scraping off your dead skin and your peach fuzz. And so she's like, do you want me to do any micro or any dermablading today? And I was like, yeah, sure. So she's, it takes like 45 minutes and she's like scraping my whole face. And then, you know, you have your eyes covered. And so I was like, could I see what that looks like? Because I'm really curious, what is this tool? It's a fucking X-Acto knife. Oh my God. Oh, because it feels like an X-Acto (laughs) knife. Oh my it's god on. it's just an exacto knife like like run over on the you know over your skin and so yeah my face has been exacto knifed
0: all over that's like my my aunt who i adore <laughs> that's tool. uh who i think listens to the podcast shout out to my my auntie cheryl um she always said she was like I'm the first kind of in in this group of matriarchal you know women to be aging so I'll test out everything for you and she went and she said she one time she got a bone scrape which is exactly what it sounds like instead of a a blade they take a bone (laughs) and they (laughs) scrape your face with it and I was like why a bone she was like I guess it's like the right consistency like hardness like it's a sharpened bone like an exacto knife but the bone adds something yeah. to it yeah. I was like specifically like what kind of bone does it have to be like the hip bone of a young uh, fertile male you know I feel like that's what I want for my skin but yeah
1: I think she also used something that was maybe like agate rocks on my face yesterday Huh. and she did this like swooping around with these what it felt like I know you're supposed
0: like a lot of my friends post they have those rollers I know we're supposed to be rolling our skin (laughs) I don't know like I couldn't you just use a kitchen utensil like I don't really know what it's for you're always supposed to be moving things around (laughs) and up there's face yoga too it always pops up on my like suggested for you YouTube is face (laughs) yoga where you're supposed to do a lot of like lifting and stretching and like holding and stretching and, and, and exercising your face.
1: My mom was a uh, Mary Kay lady, and she always told me to never touch my face with, oh, so you're supposed to touch your face with these three fingers your pinky and your middle finger and then the one between them because your pointer finger and your thumb are much too strong wow. and so you can cause wrinkles if you're like rubbing your face with your strongest fingers versus oh my your less strong fingers <laughs> and also you should if you're ever rubbing anything into your face never rub down only rub up only
0: rub up with these three fingers <laughs> these there three are fingers. so many rules to being a woman it's ridiculous and, and men, and I will men tell are you. just allowed to fall <laughs> apart into like a like if you've ever left like a bag of apples and like forgot it somewhere and then you, like it's like mush and you're like oh I made applesauce uh accidentally that's
1: um yeah my mom was a, a Mary Kay lady when I was under the age of like seven (laughs) so she's like jocelyn so i learned these these crucial things so early on so i'm really set yeah you are (laughs) except i'll tell you what still aging
0: you can't yeah
1: it's yeah even with only using those three fingers i still look my age it's maybe slightly older
0: (laughs) i feel like like cause I use honey. That's my, people are always like, what's your secret? And it's probably just Swedish genetics, Genes, yeah. honestly, like the women in my family don't age. And we, we have our uh, periods really late. And, um, and then after like we go through menopause, we age all at once in <laughs> one go. Like every woman in my family looks, you know, like 22 until about, I don't know, I'm guessing like 58. Cause we all go through menopause pretty late. And then it's just like poof, all at once, just one go. But, um, I always say that it's the honey because Greta Garbo, that's what she used Mm. exclusively on her face was honey.
1: I only use very expensive, (laughs) like lots of different products and I'm always trying something new. I have no loyalty to any product because I'm so sure that like, it must be that I'm not using quite the right product. Yeah. You know, you're supposed to be using eye cream and decolletage cream and now like, um, a lot of oils oh yeah and it's, then, oils
0: are the big thing although yeah. i because i've always used oils because Drubs. i see i don't take good enough care of myself in general to have mm-hmm. a skincare routine right like i didn't just i yesterday just came off a of not washing or combing my hair little binge of like seven days like i'm not doing a nightly skincare <laughs> routine i'm lucky to remember to eat lunch you know so i like i don't do very well with that but um I they do... asked me if i use a different cleanser for the morning and night oh for god's sake and sakes. i was like
1: really now i got to use a different cleanser That's, what are you the most i mean at least i'm cleansing
0: right i don't cleanse either <laughs> i don't do that i'm a i don't i have eczema what about so... toning you're not
1: you're not using I, a toner? the toner first
0: time somebody gave me some toner and i was like what is this for and they're like well before so after you wash." And before you moisturize, you got to use toner. And I was like, this is so clearly made oil. up. Yeah. But then now actually I do have <laughs> the one thing I actually do buy is um, somebody gave me years ago, a friend of mine who works at Sephora, um, a gel toner that I actually just love. It just, I do put that on because I like, I use a little bit of oil, coconut or argon and then a little bit of the gel toner. That's my skincare routine. Honey, honey. It's all edible. And the only thing I use is I make a sa- uh, uh, I use dish soap. Dish soap. You might as well at this point. You might as well. I
1: went into Bodhi's bathroom because he has his own bathroom the other day, and I had to take. Oh, I was dying my hair. Oh yeah. And uh, his his bathroom hasn't been renovated, so I'm always like, well, if it gets a little hair dye on the floor or yeah. the wall yeah. or whatever, it'll be fine. Whereas my bathroom's brand new, so um, I went in there and. I'm not sure what he's using, but like the last time I was in there was probably six to eight months ago. And it's all the same stuff that I've bought him for like face wash and hair. I'm just like, what are you doing in here? And you know, he's in there for 45 minutes. Oh, at least. Yeah. I'm like, he's not washing his face. I'll tell you that. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Because there's like three full bottles and I'm always like, do you need any? Any toiletries, anything from the store? No, no, never. Apparently, he's
0: using none of it. I every Christmas used to get the make the kids like a little like you know care package of toiletries like of nicer stuff of like shampoo and conditioner and body wash and aftershave and um, until I finally realized like we that's all still in there from like six years ago <laughs> they have never used any the only thing they appear to use is my razors right <laughs> <laughs> is that's it I'm like you guys have razors downstairs no 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 they want the ones from upstairs that's the ones they like to use is that's it as all as far as I can tell is my razors and I think they use a little Uh, shampoo here and there
1: yeah but he doesn't do shampoo because of his hair which is curly so he only does conditioner
0: that's a good way to do that even
1: then I'm like a bottle of conditioner for as much hair as he has and the fact that he's bathing as much as he is why is he not using more conditioner like what is he using like a dime's worth men use the the the
0: least amount of that stuff is that he refills stuff with water you've done it you've raised a perfect person i my kids my kids it's like hey the shampoo's gone i'm like it's half full you can still flip it they're like it's gone couldn't possibly use it yeah that's amazing he's filling stuff with water he's using a whole bottle of shampoo incredible human being you've nice work
1: yeah well i went through there and i cleaned it out i was like well i guess you're using the conditioner and i'm no longer buying you fancy uh face wash anti-acne you know yeah whatever it is because you're not using it so might as well and i just keep feeling like am i doing enough am i supporting him enough
0: and yeah they go fine. through deodorant at that age if you're lucky nope yep nope not going through deodorant nope. i have to say you really
1: stink right now <laughs> have to tell them every single time time to cut your toenails don't yeah. come in the house until you cut your toenails because uh, that's offensive.
0: That's Calvin's favorite thing Ugh. is to he he. We're talking about him going to college right now, and he wants to go. He's considering going out of town, like to U of I or ISU, and I'm like, that's fine, but like uh, I do have to clip your toenails for you. So I'm wondering how you're gonna go anywhere but Boise State. I'm just curious because like he will vampire like oh, to so hear disgusting. until i finally am like okay you are grounded until you remember to cut to practice the smallest amount of self-care uh and clip your fingernails Hygiene, he just loves really yeah hard. boys are not great at that i'm also not great at it as i just expressed so it could be hereditary I still learned.
1: brushes teeth every single
0: day my kids are good brushers but i got him electric toothbrushes i feel like that helps because yeah it didn't help anybody. didn't didn't help no yeah I go through I don't even wash my hair very often once a week at most and I go through uh, a thing a conditioner every day <laughs> I swear because like when I get a conditioner I think I use like uh, two or three handfuls but you uh, have fine hair I don't know what I have I guess I probably do have fine hair I'm not sure so it gets really bad snarls in it right yes yeah. Yes. it gets pretty so my hair is the same way And if I
1: don't use a bunch of conditioner, then I feel like I'm like ripping it out when I comb it. Yeah. So I use a lot of conditioner to prevent. To get through.
0: Yeah. Well, all right. Tangles. So what's been, we couldn't, we missed, we missed a week. I had the most bonkers couple of weeks. It has been so like that last, last two weeks ago when I was like, Hey, sorry, we're stuck up in the mountains. I can't make it down. Like, sorry. And you were like, it's fine. I'm frantically busy. I uh, couldn't possibly do it anyway. And then I was like, yeah, well.
1: It was actually great because you texted me like the evening. Usually we get together on a Friday afternoon and usually we're texting in the morning. And you didn't text me all the more in the morning. And I was like, oh, maybe she forgot because I didn't want to be the one to text and be like, I'm totally going to flake on you today. I cannot
0: do this. It was I'm perfect. Busy. We were stuck up in the mountains. <laughs> and so I didn't text you. I think I didn't get down. We didn't get out out of the mountains until probably like one and so I was I was like fuck Jocelyn's probably like what the fuck and so I was like hi sorry sorry and you're like nope bye thank you I was like oh thank god so it ended up working great we had we had a funny thing so we went up to go camping um kind of up near Atlanta uh north of here and um it's the road up there can be pretty gnarly yeah um it,
1: Often often
0: often and like i've never not gotten stuck on the way up to atlanta i've never not gotten stuck and uh but you i've also like i've been getting stuck my whole life i've always been able to dig myself out and like there are a lot of tricks to it whatever and i'm always really good at it this time we we found this really cute camp spot off the off the road, like in the woods a bit near the river. And the road down there was pretty gnarly. And I walked it first and was like, I think if we park here, we're gonna get stuck. And Alex was like, ah, we'll be fine. And we always have been four, even like we've gotten pretty stuck and had to spend like several hours digging ourselves out, but we've always gotten out. So I was like, yeah, you're probably right. And I, like, I will show you a picture. The road was so steep. It was like this. It had these giant, like, three-foot ruts in it. And um, rocks people had piled. We do not have four-wheel drive. not Absolutely no reason to think that we could take this road other than just pure confidence. So we parked. We camped. We had a really nice couple of days. And then when we went to leave, um, we got up the worst of it just fine. We were, like, two feet from the road. And it just was sand and we just sunk all the way. Like every time we tried to, we were like, right. Like you, the front tire oh, was man. almost touching the main road and we just could not get out. And we spent hours and hours like digging and putting rocks under and like putting stuff like we did all the, the usual things and we just could not get out. And a couple of people it's, I was like, part of the reason I wasn't worried is because every time I've gotten stuck up there, everybody gets stuck on that road. So if you see somebody stuck, you stop and you help them. And I was like, somebody with a winch will come along. There's no one up there. Like we saw two cars the whole day. And I was like, well, f- finally, I was like, well, I guess you got to hike out. So Alex had to hike out. He hiked nine miles down to Twin Springs, which is like a tiny, uh, like little gas stationy resorty at the resort, they call it. But you know, it's got like, Uh, a little hot springs, no, no Wi-Fi service for hours, you know, around there. So he hiked out nine miles and we were kind of like, well, I don't know, like if you are going to be able to get back tonight or like if you'll have to come back in the morning. So he left and I just was kind of like, all right, well, I guess I should prepare to camp another night by myself. So I just gathered some firewood and like sat by the river and painted a little and um he hiked nine miles down was able to use the satellite phone at twin springs to call uh my parents turns out nobody will nobody will tow up there which is surprising because man if you live up by atlanta just like give them your name and hey, be like i this idea yeah i'll tow people out for 250 bucks cash you would make a fuck ton of money um but my parents were like oh yeah we'll come up in the morning and uh get, you guys out so alex started the hike back um, and luckily got picked up by some very nice rednecks. And uh, they drove him in the back of the truck back to the campsite. They hopped out. They tried to dig us out. A few different people were like, we'll dig you out. And I was like, ah, I think we're pretty stuck. <laughs> it was actually funny. These two rednecks who stopped. It was actually, it was one of those times where like, um you know, there's like the old Idaho redneck and like the new Idaho Redneck and these were old school Idaho rednecks and like, you know, the guy the there was a young guy and an old guy. They were out doing some fishing. Uh they're wearing, you know, cowboy boots and the whole the whole denim get up and one guy had a t-shirt with a naked woman and an american flag and they sat and tried to help they gave alex a ride and then they sat and tried to help us dig out for so long even after we were like we have a ride coming don't worry about it and they're like no 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 no! it's our pleasure like we're so sweet and helpful and it's like that was sort of the redneck i grew up with Mm -hmm. you know was like i'm sure politically those people maybe aren't uh fantastic but also like most of the rednecks I grew up with were they had didn't even know who the vice president was you know like they were not the people I grew up with were like they were anti-government period they weren't like anti-government but I love Trump you know like right. they'd fucking hated and distrusted the government period anti government but we sure love the police blue lives matter yeah I know uh no yeah I <laughs> uh, fuck authority except for the cops love the cops like no the rednecks I grew up with hated authority of all of all kinds yeah but they were so sweet and they tried so hard to get us out and finally they were like oh sorry and then um my parents came up in the morning and it literally took them five minutes my dad was like you're on the road and we were like i know i'm sorry and he just hooked us to his winch and yanked us out and then uh and then we actually, my parents have not been out of, we like haven't done anything. So we actually just drove up to Atlanta and like had a picnic and drove around and like went for a hike and visited some of these very terrifying caves. And we had just like a really fun day. And my parents like, I'm so glad you got stuck. And I was like, well, we're stupid. So it'll happen again. <laughs> but then it was so funny. Cause like to us, that was just like, oh, what a fun, you know, fun little thing. And then um, like everybody I've told about it has been like, Oh my God, what an ordeal. Are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, no, I mean, nothing happened. Like I sat alone for a few hours and Alex got a long walk. Uh, He used to hike like 15 miles carrying full gear for fire. He's fine. He probably enjoyed it, you know. Everybody was like so worried about us. And I was like, no, this is what we do for fun. (laughs) We're just like this. So So that was our big, big event last week or two weeks ago. Yeah, so
1: you got stuck camping and then we were going to meet the next week. But then I got like deathly ill.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. That cold.
1: With a really bad cold that Dave brought home. And I was so surprised by being sick because I haven't been sick. I haven't been anywhere. And, um, it was so like, wow, great. I think we're going to all be sick this year. Yeah. Because we haven't had any exposure to germs. Like we've been so isolated that I'm, I think like it's that we're just it's
0: just a toxic world now and everything is going to make us sick when you said I have a cold I was like oh right that's like a thing that I used to because I used to have it because I was touring and had kids in school I used to have a cold from basically like October to April right every year I just was sick for and six it's, months It's
1: usually like pretty mild you're like oh for a couple of days this was a full like six days yeah. where I really didn't want to get out of bed. I really felt foggy. I felt terrible. I just yeah. felt terrible. You and sent I me think that voice message like, and
0: you sounded like dead. I, I was like, like
1: oh my You're God. You're not going to believe this because I'm going to say I don't feel well and I'm sick. But listen to this.
0: Yeah. No, you sounded genuinely, <laughs> genuinely and sick. And it
1: took me a long time to get over it. So now I'm like, you know, usually I'm working with people who have kids. And so we're just like passing around the same cold you know, for six months. And now I haven't been anywhere or with any germs. And so I'm thinking once we reemerge, we're all just going to immediately get
0: sick. It's totally made me go, when I'm touring, I'm still, I'm going to be wearing a mask and gloves always and like hand sanitizing. People always used to make fun of me when I was on the road because I carry hand sanitizer and I would hand sanitize and they're like, you know, you're more likely to get sick if blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, no, I, I shake like a hundred people's hand a day because after shows, everybody I wants to touch you. Every
1: and... single time I go on a plane.
0: Yeah, me too.
1: Every single and time. And I
0: used to be sick like, you know, so much. And yeah, I'm definitely going to be still masking up and stuff when when we go back to the real world because I'm like, oh, I've in- really enjoyed not having pneumonia uh, this year because I used to get like pneumonia every other year yeah. pretty much. And it was miserable.
1: Yeah. Well, it's made a big difference to our masks, but I think it's it's lessened our um, ability to fight that stuff off kind of naturally.
0: Yeah. Hey, uh producer, so. do we have any What do you got over there? How's it going? Any comments we should know about? Any No, everything looking good. Okay, I was just checking. <laughs> just checking. Just checking. Um we also So last week I had been like for sure we'll have some time to uh to make a little couple skate. This is before I knew you were sk- you were sick. Um but we we had a couple hives die off and so did my dad. And he brought over a whole bunch of honey for us to extract. And um, we have, people don't realize, I didn't realize that, I, I mean, I guess it makes sense. People don't know how honey is extracted. But so when we get honey. We squeeze it out of the bees, right? It. We squeeze it. We milk them. We do a little <laughs> bee milking. Um, we take the frames and we put them in like a centrifuge. And you basically cut the capping off and then spin the honey out. Which usually, I mean, it's a labor-intensive job, but um, from start to finish, every single possible piece of equipment broke, or we had a disaster. And what was usually like a one- or two-day job was like a six-day job, and we were doing it in our living room, or in our kitchen and living room here, and every possible surface was sticky because the kids, I kept being like, hey, walk around this stuff, don't walk through it, or you're going to trap like traipse honey through the whole house. They just kept like walking in honey and then just taking it all over. So the whole house was sticky for like a week. And we just had like one disaster after another. We did finally finish like extracting and bottling, but it was just like, it was such an insane amount of work. And everybody always wants honey from me. Everybody's always like, I want to buy some, I want to buy some. And, um, I, I almost like, because it was so much work considered not selling any because I was just like, no, fuck off. But we ended up getting so much, um, that I was like, okay, I'm going to sell a little bit of this, but I did save also a lot. But, um, yeah, but it was actually kind of fun because we got two kinds and one is like very light and it's so sweet. It kind of tastes like cotton candy almost like is but like flowery cotton candy. It's really amazing. Um, and the other one is like darker and more complex, but it's got like a ton of pollen in it. And people are always asking me for that. So I was like, usually you filter the pollen out. You have like these very fine filters, but I left it because people are always like asking me about the pollen. And I'm like, also uh, I don't ever feel like you need to explain beekeeping to me. Uh, I posted like about like that I was selling honey and immediately got messages from people explaining like what pollen was. And I was like, yeah, I know. Like uh, I've been doing this for a very I know what pollen is thank you like explaining why it was in the honey I was like yeah thanks got it Mm -hmm. so yeah
1: that's always my favorite person yeah when I you know my, my family's in the wine business so I've done a lot of a lot a lot of tasting and inevitably every single time you go to an event there's a guy who wants to like tell you all of his knowledge and make sure that like he has some completely obscure arcane piece of information that you don't and boy how embarrassing it is to be you and you're in the business yeah but also being in the wine business um my sisters and i own a winery and we are or you know for let's see for over a decade we've owned a winery and so we're young women. And everybody just assumes that you just work. You're just the pretty girls that work oh, yeah. at the winery. And you, therefore, don't know anything. And uh, that's so annoying. And you're just like, no, like, this is a real boots actually, on the ground family-run business, actually. <laughs> it's agriculture. It's it's a lot of work. We do all the work. So yeah, thanks for pretending like I'm just a stupid chickie who doesn't know anything. Yeah. And then I'll just pour you a glass of wine, honey. Yeah. Fuck I. Fuck off.
0: I f- I kind of like I set the price of the honey really high and I was sort of prepared for if anybody hassled me about the price of it to be like, well, then go get some fucking bees because <laughs> it's like the bees themselves are so expensive. Nobody hassled me about the price, so I was like as usual ready for a fight that never came. But uh the bees themselves are so expensive. And we had to replace four hives this year. And then also it's just so I like I never actually make my money back on it, but it's also yeah. so time consuming and I after we finished I told Alex like I'm kind of at a point where I'm just gonna like leave it for the bees they can have all of it I don't care anymore I don't want your stupid honey and then actually after we ate I also I cannot even explain to you how much honey I ate over the course of like five days like because do you cook with any of it do you make anything yeah I mean I use it for bread and stuff like that and I I use it in desserts and stuff sometimes too and I do use it to wash my face so you will go through a fair amount of it doing that but um but I also just, I do eat a lot of it. Like I eat it in yogurt and um, I I eat it in a lot of different food, like on fruit and stuff. So I put it in chili, you know, I put it in a lot of different things. So we yeah. go through it. I mean, we probably go through um, a half gallon to a gallon a month. Like we use a lot of honey. So, you know, obviously I would still eventually have to go steal from the bees to keep up my habit, but it's just, it's so labor intensive and it's a lot of it's like pretty physical and like heavy lifting and stuff. And like, it's. The whole, you know, I spent just days just like you have to uncap the frames and then put them in the thing. And it's been, you know, it's just, it's so labor intensive that it, I was like, oh my God, beekeeping is a pain in the ass. But then, I'm, but then today I was telling Alex, you know, my dream is to just move to Northern California and open a bee farm, you know? So yeah, I'm not, I'm also, <laughs> I'm ready for more, apparently more bees.
1: You know what? I should put some in the hot sauce. I had the realization the other day because I always make hot sauce like in the fall and bottle it in the winter. So it's a fermented hot sauce, fermented hot sauces. Um, and it's usually because I grow all the peppers and I grow all the produce that goes in the hot sauce. And then we run out of the hot sauce because I give it as gifts and mm-hmm. then we use a lot of it. And the other day we ran out and so we went and we were at the store and got a bunch of hot sauces and none of them tasted as good. They're no, not your as hot sauce is amazing.
0: And I, was I like, hid it from the kids, <laughs> yeah, the bottle you gave me. They tried it once and I was like, no, 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 that's gone. It's gone. And I we like to it. make all different kinds. But then I realized like I
1: can just I don't have to ne- grow all the vegetables in order to make hot sauce. I can just go get like a bunch of peppers and carrots and garlic. Like I grow my own
0: garlic. I grow yeah. my own peppers. I grow my own carrots. You're and, really a from scratch kinda gal. <laughs>
1: yeah, and then I was like, but I could just go to the store and get those things and make hot sauce. So I am doing that. But it it was a like
0: a realization. It was like
1: a the light bulb came off of, <laughs> off of my head. I was like, oh. You can buy, you know, habaneros. <laughs>
0: You I mean I suppose, I suppose I suppose next time you make a batch I'll be like it just has this store bought t- taste to it a uh, quality no I wouldn't I love your hot sauce I would never critique it it's amazing It's probably like
1: indiscernibly different
0: It will be because it is funny how like you know how jalapenos have such a different taste depending on where Yeah like we uh, at my old house um the ho- our jalapenos were so spicy something yes. about the soil mm-hmm. were so spicy but and i would put them in chili and people would always be like this has the most incredible like weird complex wonderful hot flavor to it that you can- i've never been able to repeat because mm-hmm. it was those jalapenos it was so perfect well the
1: other thing is with peppers like we grow a ton of different kinds of peppers and i make a I call it a Tabasco, like a, it's Basque in the middle. Ooh, yeah. Because I grow all the different Basque peppers, which are so wonderful. And then I mix it with this thing called Chapitster or Shipster or something like that, which is a, a Basque sauce that they make out of vinegar and anchovies mm, oh, yeah. and Yeah, I love herbs, that. And you like ferment the vinegar and oil in uh, with the herbs and the anchovies. And then you mix that with the hot sauce and blend it all together. And it adds just like this crazy umami flavor. So I make my own... Ch- ship i don't know how to say it it's x-i-p-i-s-t-e-r okay how do you say that
0: speedster i think yeah <laughs> Sheepster? Sheepster? i even have Basque people in my family i should feel like i should know that but i'm like oh, I, don't know. I asked at the basque market and then they
1: said it and i was like i still don't know fuck, fuck. yeah um what was i saying i don't know
0: just that you're an amazing pepper uh oh, grower and so maker
1: i realized last year we grew all these peppers and then this year, you're supposed to grow different varietals of peppers at least 500 feet away from each other because when they oh. get- um, when Cross-pollinated? They get cross-pollinated. Oh. And so like last year, we had this crazy pepper that is like supposed to be like the hottest pepper on earth or whatever, you know? And of course we ended up with it and, and it wasn't that hot, but it cross-pollinated with our jalapenos Oh, and wow. they were you know it's like that little lantern shape mm-hmm. it looks like kind of like a habanero um so
0: our jalapenos were this crazy like lantern shape oh fun so weird i didn't know that And i've always planted my peppers right next to one another in yeah. fact my garden is planted that way right now mm-hmm. that actually makes we a lot always of sense like you
1: know 10 different kinds of peppers yeah 20 different kinds of peppers that's <laughs> they're all just cross-pollinated And so they're probably just all bathed. You're just
0: inventing peppers. See, a store bought pepper is not going to taste the same.
1: Yeah, but you don't know. Then you don't know really what you're going to get because it does affect like the how spicy they are.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's probably why my my jalapenos were always planted right next to ghost peppers. Yeah. So that's probably why people were like, "These are fucking insane!" And I was like, "I know. I don't know why they're so hot. I think it's
1: it does it's have oil. a lot to do with the climate and the the terroir of the peppers as well. Yeah. Um. So I mean, it's it's a lot of science. It's a lot that there's no way we could ever really understand no, or know.
0: No, no pepper <laughs> science. <laughs> um. It's our one year anniversary of couple skate happy anniversary to us oh really yeah um we've been doing it a year officially now
1: really Mm -hmm. well in the well technically it would have been
0: yeah the redo Yeah, yeah the one year redo Uh, since we started before COVID and actually technically it would have been last week but we weren't here to celebrate so uh, happy happy anniversary happy birthday anniversary and um, you made us the cutest little graphic the other day and we were kind of talking about it and I was like you know I've been so thankful for this podcast because it's been such a treat to talk to you and just to always have like somewhere to go partly because and I don't know if you deal with this with Dave but Alex (laughs) is so bad at talking shit with me (laughs) just just I don't know if Dave, Dave. seems to me like he might be similar. But like I don't know. I could be wrong, but like whenever I go, so this this happened the other day. My fr- my other friend, uh, Nance, and I were talking uh, on the phone, and we were shit talking an ex of mine, and um, which isn't hard to do. It's not hard to do. Pick one, and you could say a thousand things. But we were shit talking, and I I got off, and I was continuing with Alex trying to shit talk. <laughs> And he wasn't engaging clearly in the way that I wanted him to. I wanted him to be like, yeah, you know, and like throw in. And I finally kind of gave him a look like, contribute to this. Like, I want support. I want you to shit talk with me. And he goes, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Poor them. (laughs) I was like, this is why I need couple skate. This is why I need Pidge. Is because I need someone like I need someone to shit talk and back me up in this way. I was just like, poor them. That's the best. That's literally the best shit talk I I get from him. And uh, I just really appreciate all the times that you've been here and you've said such. Just like, you know, deftly incisive, (laughs) cruel things about people. I really appreciate that about you.
1: Yeah, Dave, I would say is not a good shit talker, but I always worry because I feel like for me, it releases a lot of that negative energy that I have if I'm shit talking. Yeah. And I feel like with Dave, if I'm shit talking about somebody like he really absorbs that negative energy and it makes him like in a really sad or a bad mood. So for me it's a release. And for him, I'm always like, oh, he's gonna end up like feeling terrible because Because
0: yeah. <laughs> you're, you're like, here's some negativity. And he's like, I'll take it. It's my now. Not Alex. Whereas Alex me, is he's just, just like,
1: ooh, I'm reinvigorated now from yeah, so shit talking yeah. that person.
0: I'll be like, Yeah, and that person, and blah, blah, blah. And Alex is, he's more like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, they did have a really hard time. <laughs> in their childhood like he more empathizes with people and is too sweet he's just too sweet to shit talk people um I'm more like well tough shit yeah
1: yeah I have no problem shit talking people and in fact I feel like I should do it more and I could do it more yeah yeah you know like I'm actually like well maybe I shouldn't be giving all these people passes all the time maybe I should be doing more shit talking
0: I decided I grew up in a shit talking family me too (laughs) me too hard me too (laughs) Uh, my family is so shit talking. In fact, in the group thread, if you try to post like a win that you've had, you're not you're not doing it. You're not getting away with it. You'll be like, hey, guys, look, I did this cool thing. And everybody's like, nice. <laughs> I mean, that I feel like that's one reason as a comedian, I already had a very thick skin going into comedy because my that's how my family shows affection kind of like teasing and mocking and like and then you get
1: get in a group of people that aren't used to that at all and I noticed that like with Dave and Bodie like they're so earnest and I'll you know I'll do kind of a mean tease yeah and I'll be like yeah right and like, Bodie will start crying or something. <laughs> like, no, no, no. But I'm actually oh, oh. just just kidding, though. We're having this is, fun. This was fun.
0: <laughs> yeah, that happened the other day. Uh, the kids were hanging out uh, and and their uh, stepbrother came over and was hanging out, too. And Calvin, showing off for another teen boy, like, said something like, what's up, ho, to me? <laughs> he So you know, shots fired. OK, he started it. Right. So then I made fun of him. And then Alex was like, whoa, too mean. And I was like, he just literally called his mom a hoe. Like that just, you can't, I can say whatever after that. And he was like, oh man, she's, she's the weeds. I was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, poor Calvin. I was very disgusted. Yeah. Poor them. It's ridiculous. So I very much appreciated getting to, you know, talk, shit talking.
1: Absolutely the only thing that kept me. Uh, alive although looking back (sighs) I think I've just actually pushed it out of my mind like I like it, it was last year was so traumatizing in so many ways like if I just start thinking back like so, what was I doing? Like the fact that you said it was a year, I was like, I'm not looking, to... shut up, shut up, I'm, shut up. I'm not, I'm doing not. I'm not doing that close of a read of what happened over the last year. We'll examine 18
0: 2020 in like 2025.
1: Yeah. No, we'll no, no, all no. sit
0: down and be like, all right, let's, who's ready to laugh? Huh? Who's ready to talk about it? Not me yet.
1: No, I, I could, I can't handle it even still looking just, even kind of glossing over it a little bit. Yeah. It was, it was way, way, way too bad, but. On the other side of it now things are still not great but they don't feel quite as menacing as they did
0: well and some of that like i think i was partly feeling grateful to, for this because um you know this last week or two weeks politically in idaho has been oh. just astounding like we had the Gruesome. testimony of jane doe uh against the representative who raped her and uh like that whole thing which, which i made... still
1: cannot even understand how that Happened like how is that the
0: whole thing start to finish is astounding, yeah. Like, the they, they they subpoenaed her, like, everything about that situation was. I was planning to go down, um, to watch the testimony because I had seen, like, hey, we're all supporting, we're all showing up to support her during her testimony. I'd been planning to go down, and I'm so grateful. Uh, the one fly in America right now is decided to be part of the podcast. Um, I'm so grateful I didn't because uh, Arthur ad- ended up having some stuff happen with school. So I had to stay home. So I was just listening to the testimony and my hands were shaking, you yeah. know, like it was so upsetting and it hit so close <clears throat> to home and it made me so like sick and angry. You know, I went through something fairly, I mean, not to, I don't know, compare, because obviously they're very different situations, but like, I I went through something very similar when I came out about my sexual assault in, in the not being believed and being publicly humiliated. And, you know, like it all hit so close to home for me that like during the testimony, I was trying to help Arthur with his, with his homework while also kind of half listening to this and like was like, oh, I'm going to throw up. Like it, it, during his testimony, how like, I think part of me at... In therapy, my uh, amazing therapist has always said, you uh, empathize with your abuser way too often. You, you empathize with your abusers way too often. And I was thinking how, listening to his testimony, just the complete lack of compassion or empathy or an understanding of like the harm he caused, even, even how he was like, it was consensual sex. With a 19-year-old student intern, There's not there isn't any such thing like you're a piece of shit. Even if you didn't rape that person, you are the world's biggest piece of shit. And just like the total lack of recognition of the power dynamic, just all of it start to finish. I mean, it was. Well, really, that's why I mean, in the end, he did sink himself because he
1: he admitted it. Yeah, essentially. Like so he didn't admit to the rape, but he admitted to the fact that he's been like hitting on a bunch of young women,
0: interns he's you know just the constant testimony of everybody who came forward like oh he made me uncomfortable he followed me to the bathroom he went through my purse you know there was like woman after woman Yeah, and he was just like so yeah and and, and some of the conservative <laughs> members you know of the committee of the ethics committee who were like well she wasn't wearing a wedding ring like that justifies anything, anything. yeah like there were so many excuses made for him and like representative giddings outing the rape victim and like doxing her doxing her and then doubling down on that behavior and being like using it as a fundraising opportunity fundraising like this whole week and that happened the day after they passed the fetal heartbeat bill which makes it so that a rape victim who wants to get an abortion has to file a police report and essentially get permission from the justice system like the whole thing politically like this last couple of weeks has was like so crushing to me and i really did have this feeling of like thank god i have jocelyn to talk to about this stuff like i just felt like every two weeks in this state in the last year which has been awful but also in the particular idaho which has been just progressively mo- like we're in the news every week for something
1: yeah, terrible school shooting yesterday school shooting yesterday with a sixth grader registered
0: Barely even registered. Barely in the made news. the news. Yeah, I, I know. I saw that and I was like, "Wow, that'll be he- like everywhere." And I saw it like three or four places, and and like sort of casually mentioned. Like, yeah,
1: I did not see any. I saw it on Twitter. I didn't see any like. I mean, our governor
0: tweeted about it. Yeah, and. And Chad uh, uh now says, well, this is why we should be arming teachers. Yeah. Says, I would have shot that kid. Like the whole, all of that was just so, I just can't live here anymore. And I would be going so much more crazy if it wasn't for having couples skate to at least have somewhere to go and like talk about it with you and and, and like... I feel like it's, it can be so helpful to have that confirmed where you're Just like, talk therapy, this crazy. And you're like, this crazy. Like, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's really been gruesome and, and it's, and it's, it's not over yet. Yeah, obviously it was like, there was a lot of national stuff simultaneously with, uh, uh our st- uh, with state stuff with yeah. personal stuff with all sorts of things so. yeah
0: i mean there was the uh, uh isn't Derek this Shaw a comedy and- show though i people always <laughs> hop in and say that i don't know what people expect with that it's so funny when people who are subscribers hop on and they're like i thought you were a comedian i'm like do you think i'm like like doing like Am I a cartoon well and also like like where would i be doing comedy like right now like you were hopping onto a live stream like you think i just like i have a, a 40 people in a crowd at all times you know
1: what we should add in this segment is you should tell a joke oh okay but how do you have a joke book i do
0: this is my joke book <laughs> no
1: i mean like oh like it just is
0: like an old school like one of those like what did the skeleton say to the rabbi i don't have a punchline for that i just made that up um my bones i don't know i don't have a, i don't have a punchline for that um, I don't. We have. have
1: talked about doing some new segments now that we have this new setup that yeah. that makes it look like we're in a morning talk show.
0: Yeah, we. I this, feel like this feels like, uh, this feels very professional. <laughs> I feel a lot of pressure.
1: <laughs> I feel like I wish you would have warned me because when you said all set up at the kitchen table, so I was like, yeah, even thinking maybe we're just doing not even the live stream. Maybe we'll just do the talk cast. And then I show up, and I was, you know, I could have put on a blazer.
0: I, I mean, I mean, I didn't know we were doing. I mean, Alex, I thought we were like sitting at the table. It was going to be from here. I up could have
1: and, put on a skirt suit, yeah, and some pumps. I okay. know.
0: I, I mean, I have, I have a very professional looking romper. You know, I could have paired with a blazer. It's all navy blue. You know, like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Something Ale- more slimming than this uh, bag and leggings that I've been wearing for the last. I put on this dress because uh, Alex, I was wearing overalls and um, just like baggy flowy around the house overalls and Alex turned the screen to me and said, (laughs) So this is what you look like, <laughs> and I was like, ah, because just like it was, they're very flowing. They just like sit, went into the chair, and it looked like I was just a box. I was just a box person, and I was like, okay. And then I feel like I overdid it. Like I went and put on way too much no, of a dress. You look and so cute. I don't know. Yeah, I don't you look
1: know. great for our morning talk show. Yeah, I, we we're going to be doing a cooking segment later, and then we are going to do it. There's an exercise bike over in the corner, so I thought we should do something about like, yeah, you know. New exercise um, trends.
0: Yeah, um, you can, you'll be on the bike. I'll be on a yoga ball (laughs) lifting, like, you know, those like mom weights that are like two pounds. Like I'll do some of this. Um, I think that sounds nice. I feel like if you have a morning show, you always have to have somebody on that you're lightly sexually harassing. You know, like they always have on like, okay, Coach Bobby Kiz is going to come and oh my God, your arms. (laughs) Like we have to be a little... A little horny, a little drunk. I'm into it.
1: Right. And then like do something sort of messy with the cooking segment. Like yeah. I'm clearly so incompetent at this. Uh, I'm supposed to put this in here, really?
0: Butter <laughs> and then just take a bite of it, you know? Yeah. You're supposed to be like kinda kooky. Uh I could do we could so do So that's the new vibe. That's the uh, new vibe. That's the new vibe. <laughs> I do feel like we need some good morning show segments. Oh, this is morning showy because on morning shows, the women always talk about how much they hate their bodies. Yeah. Um. I, you know, everybody's like, no more tapered jeans. We're not doing skinny leg jeans anymore. So I went, <laughs> uh, I went to Goodwill acro- across the way here <laughs> and I picked up, uh, I was like, I'm just going to grab a pair of straight leg jeans for a couple bucks and, and that way I'll have something so I don't feel like the out of date, you know not trendy old lady and nope no Mm -mm. no no
1: (laughs) those have never worked for me
0: no they don't work for big butts no I am I have a huge butt and uh I'm we're both very short with big butts and a straight leg I literally look like two tube socks (laughs) that's what I that's what I just look like I was like this isn't flattering on my body I'm not I don't have to participate and it made me think of how like I was I was like, oh, because a couple of my girlfriends have been like, you know, they're, nobody's doing skinny jeans anymore. Remember. And I'm like, okay, yeah. And then I was like, they're both, these two friends of mine who had been saying that, they're both in their 30s. I was like, oh, I don't, no, I don't have get to try I think to keep once you up 40, with this. You,
1: re- you dress for the body you have. Yeah. You don't dress for the trends. I feel like that's been even before, for me, before that. Yeah. Like when, um, like you can do a crop top but i can't do a crop top and right now it's the really really short shorts with the but they're high high waisted yeah and then the really boxy crop
0: there's a yeah (laughs) the boxy crop
1: and so that's a really big trend for summer right now and there's no no conceivable way that i could ever pull off any one of those items
0: it's i i feel like i'm i was just like it's okay it's okay i the teenagers are like, we're doing mom jeans. And I'm like, I'm a mom. Whatever jeans I wear are mom jeans, right? Officially, we are we are the actual mom jean wearers. So I don't have to do, I don't have to do a straight leg. I don't have to. Also, those girls don't remember like wearing a flared pant dragging through the mud everywhere <laughs> you know they don't remember having to wear do you remember how that was the style you had to wear these flared pants and then you had to wear those big chunky boots like with a big chunky heel but then also like there was like a chunk under the front too yeah and you had to wear those just to keep the pants elevated out of the mud the mud there's a lot of pants situations well, we went
1: through like the the very first extreme low rise
0: yes we went
1: Where it was like right above your pubic bone. I had a pair of jeans, and which also for a large ass does not work because where do you put your butt?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I had a pair of jeans. Mariah Carey cut the tops off her jeans, and I was like, I'm doing that. And I butt cracked around Morro Bay, California, for an entire year. Yeah, anybody remember a whale tail? Yeah, and then people were doing the thongs. Yeah, Yeah. that's what the whale tail was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God, no, we don't have to do any of that.
1: We. And your tramp stamp over your whale tail, oh, over boy. your cut off
0: <laughs> you know I have a tramp. jeans. You know I have a giant <laughs> tramp stamp, so I was all about that. That was part of the reason I started cutting my jeans off the tops, because I had this giant tramp stamp I had yeah. to show off, obviously. Obviously, that obviously, was what I was I had was to for. show people the tiger, so it was a good time. So <laughs> there, that's our segment called Pants Don't Fit. My body, uh, it's a problem. I don't know. I just was like, nah, I can't. I can't do it.
1: Yeah, that. for me, I there is no pant for me that's flattering. Like they, they just there's no like combination of leg style and rise and wash and fabric and um anything. Uh, like I am just I do I do not have a body for pants.
0: You're not period. a You're not a you're not a pants body. <laughs> you got a you got a dress body. Yeah. You look amazing in dresses. Yeah,
1: I don't have any right now really because it was pandemic
0: this and I'm covered in dog hair is because (laughs) I just I put took my summer clothes out and I was like no (laughs) not like I put all the winter stuff away got the summer stuff out and I was like I can't I'm not this person anymore the woman I was two summers ago I'm not that woman anymore I don't think I have that I, like that audacity in me anymore.
1: No, I, I got, yeah, Dave got the totes down, which no, is our, you know, down. <laughs> I went through it and I I think I took out like two things mm-hmm. that I thought, well, I can make this work for another season and the rest of it. Nope, no yeah. interest in any of it.
0: Yeah, I went through and was like, well, I'll put this in the drawer and maybe maybe by July, this version of me comes back, you know, maybe being out in public and and stuff maybe this version but I feel like I don't have a version
1: I have no I version. don't know no.
0: it's not that I'm like oh I'm this person instead of that person I'm no person right now Mm-mm. there's no clothing I feel like myself in there's no so so today I hugged a person for the first time in a year we saw our friend Matt uh downtown and we were like we're all vaccinated let's have a hug we hugged it was wonderful okay
1: can we talk about this hugging thing though
0: yeah i don't listen i want to start out i don't expect you to hug okay that's not our relationship i just
1: keep seeing like everybody on twitter is like all i want to do after this pandemic is over all i want to do when i once i'm vaccinated all i want to do is like literally the only thing that anybody can come up with is hugging yeah i was not a hugger before no no and i'm sure as fuck not a hugger now yeah so, a same, so I'm same like, really, that's sure. all you can think of is the hugging? Yeah. So much more we gave up than hugging, you guys. I just want to go
0: to a movie theater by myself alone. <laughs> that's what I want. Alone in the theater. That's all I want. I am not a hugger. I don't like to be touched uh, in general. Um, Matt- and you
1: know what I feel like? We're going to enter into this. like It was already uh, pre-pandemic. For some of us, hugging was very problematic. Yeah, like oh yeah, I have not only like a six feet personal space bubble, I have like a twelve feet personal space yeah. bubble, and so it was already fraught, and it was already there's there's a lot of weird social situations like oh your older boss yeah. is now I'm coming a hugger. In for a hug yeah like, and, and you always know saying I'm a hugger and you're like no that's that's like when people say, My dog's friendly. And you're like, Why why are you starting with that? Because you don't know jack shit about my dog. It doesn't matter if your dog's friendly. Like, don't come in to my dog zone if you don't know about my dog. Yeah. And it's the same with hugging. It's like just because you're a hugger doesn't give you a pass to hug me.
0: Yeah. I'm a hugger. I am (laughs) not. I'm not a hugger. I'm uh But so I'm worried that there's gonna be like like
1: there there was already that overreach and Mm -hmm. now there's gonna be oh my God, I'm so glad we can hug again. And so like more people are going to be hugging. Yeah. More people are going to need the hug. More people are going to feel like this is what we're all doing now. Yeah,
0: that's fair. Not i not cool. I there are probably four people in the world who I've been like, I want to hug that person. And Matt is just this like beautiful, warm, uh, I don't know, like just cinnamon roll of a man who I feel like everybody would, everybody would want to hug him. And um, he, I mean, honestly, maybe there's only one person. It was Matt. That's the only person (laughs) I wanted to hug, maybe. Because in general, I'm kind of like, like later I was thinking how if I was like, we can hug now, how we would both be like, no, thank you. (laughs) That's, and we're close. We're very good friends,
1: but I don't need to hug you. Well, also, I feel like it's an artificial closeness for, for a lot of things. Like people feel like it's almost like a handshake or... You know, it's to me, it's so much more intimate than.
0: No, just, just you're about just anything. pressing your bodies <laughs> together
1: I like with someone saying, you like, I don't wanna, know. you're like, I don't want to hug anyone, but maybe four people. I'm like, I want to hug Dave.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it, so Matt is also, so Matt's gay. And um, I feel like maybe for me, that's, I don't know, it's just like he. It's just Matt, I guess. It's just like, I feel uncomfortable. I'm so not a
1: hugger that my mom hugs me because my mom is a hugger. Yeah. And I've never not felt
0: weird. No, no, no. I don't like
1: Hugging my own mom. It's not personal. It's just not my thing.
0: I, one of the reasons I feel like I've gotten along with my family better during the pandemic is because nobody can touch me. And I, I feel like a huge amount of my stress in social situations has come from like I really don't like to be touched. I really do not like my shoulders rubbed. I don't like I don't like to be touched at all by just about anybody. But like you said, Alex, I work with somebody who's always Ugh. touching, Ugh.
1: touching, like sitting at a table and they like reach over and touch you, and it's like they touch everybody, and it's like their way of connecting. Hate that, and I it takes every ounce of strength i have like i make sure that i don't sit next to them in a meeting because i'm like don't touch my arm <laughs>
0: don't yeah don't touch my leg that's I my have, leg i have relationships with people where like and that's our like level a, of intimacy is i'm like not close with that person you can touch but like a person that you're not close with constantly touching you no i real hate it. real weird i hate it Yeah, I don't. I feel
1: like it's a like it's an incredible insecurity or something. To me, it represents.
0: I think it came from that book of like, uh, like how to make friends with everybody. Yeah, yeah. it's like make sure you're always touching people, and it's like no, no, nope, no, no, no.
1: It's the same thing with uh, eye contact, which I find to be. It's it's an extremely intimate and aggressive move
0: to mm-hmm. be con
1: to be looking deep into somebody's eyes and making eye contact with them and expecting like I I don't think that that's fair that we've set that up to be yeah you know that's the professional way to be or like somehow you're. Um, a loser if you're not constantly making or like, eye like contact you're with shady people. or sneaky yeah, or something. If not you're not an eye true. contact person, yeah, There's absolutely. There's plenty of cultures where they know how aggressive eye <laughs>
0: eye contact In is. fact, <laughs> when when I've been around a man who I find intimidating and I want to make sure the power dynamic is not in their favor, that is what I will do. Is I will because it, it is like a power. It's like a It's that's why they're like, oh, don't look gorillas in the eye. Like, because they'll charge. Like there's like, we know dogs. Like if you look a dog, I none of the dogs bark at me in my neighborhood when I walk because I look at them and they're like, fuck. (laughs) That's also how, what I do with geese. People are like scared of geese. No, if just make eye contact with a goose hard and they're like, oh, that's a bigger goose. That's a bigger (laughs) goose than us. Like you just got to be the bigger goose in every situation. But but I feel like it, like what you're describing is like in a lot of like situations, someone is trying to impose that power dynamic. Yeah. So like someone who's touching you and making like deep eye contact with you is a lot of times trying to either force intimacy that isn't there or trying to make you feel or manipulate scared you in some way. or way. you. some kind of manipulation. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, I don't, it's, and I feel like. Uh, I used to be, you know, from touring, from comedy, from my entire life, I used to be very tough. And I used to have all these sort of strategies. Like when I was at airports and I would see a man who was um, being really sexually aggressive with women and like being very male gazy and checking women out, I would do the same thing back to them where I would just be like, oh, nice. And then they would be like, no, I don't like, I don't. I don't. And you'd think they'd be like, yeah, mama, get some. They'd be like, no. And I feel like I don't have any social defenses anymore. I've been turned into a little emotional croissant this last well, year. Well, because we haven't had, we've been wearing
1: masks. We haven't had to smile at people either. Yep. Yeah. Which is. I love
0: that. So
1: great. I'm like, oh, we're going to have to go back. Somebody, I was walking to my neighborhood the other day and there was like an old man. Walked by and, you know, smiled at me. That's that, that smile that's like smile at me back I'm smiling at you you better smile at me yep. back and I was like oh I didn't miss that
0: yeah although I did scare a baby it's not my job to I scared to smile a baby you. at Lowe's the other day because oh. he, the baby was in the cart and the mom was like around the corner and the baby made eye contact I was wearing a mask baby is not like a probably like one and one year old one and a half year old and so I like smiled and they were kind of just still like I mean how weird for babies <laughs> right right now and the baby was kind of looking at me scared. So I was like, and then I was like, oh, they can't see my smile because of my mask. So I was like, mm, 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 mm. And I was trying to make like big eyes. And then the baby was like, oh, and I was like, so I pulled my mask on. And I was like, no, no, it's good. It's fine. And I was like, oh, wow. You just traumatized the fuck out of this poor baby. What are you doing? Like, no, I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not a monster. It's like, you're, you're I'm a monster. A monster though, you just okay. scared a baby. <laughs> Yeah, there'll be a lot of, it'll be interesting to like be back out there. I'm sort of having, I had, uh, Alice can chime in to confirm this if he wants. I had like a meltdown two days ago because, um, people were posting comedy stuff and somebody tagged me in something and I, it like this realization of like the realness of going back out on the road and like, I'm you know, Arthur's getting vaccinated next week so my whole household will be vaccinated in a month and a half. So in theory, I could like go back. Like I have friends who are touring right now. How old is Arthur? 12 or 13. He just turned, he's turning 13 and next week. So
1: they opened it up to They're 15? They're opening at
0: 12 to 15. They're opening it up next week. Oh, wow. I know. I've been Which waiting I, for
1: the announcement. I heard that they were like thinking about doing
0: it. No, um, I had thought like, well, they probably will do it before school starts. Yeah. But they are, are next week opening it up. So I was like, well, I guess yeah so he's getting vaccinated he he turns 13 next week and I was like he's gonna get vaccinated so in theory I could go do comedy for like in like I mean I have friends who are touring I don't know it just seems like people are kind of back out there but I feel sort of like is that okay like is it I don't know it just like ethically do it do you f- I feel fine with like packing a room full of people not knowing their vaccination status and I don't know I have like so many mixed feelings about it and like but also just the idea of like just being around huge groups of people right now. I'm like, well, oh, f- fuck. So
1: what I realized is uh, once I was fully vaccinated, the one thing that I really wanted was a pedicure. I was like, I have to go get a pedicure. So I went to the place that we go and it was totally immaculate and everybody was wearing masks. And like, you know, you walk in, you have to wash your hands and they have everything like lined with plastic. Like it was clear that they were really, you know trying to make it everybody feel safe and so I did I felt really like oh I feel okay with this and then and it's still a mask mandate in Boise so you're supposed to wear a mask and then this fucking douche bro comes in guy no mask and and like I just had I basically had a meltdown I was like I have to get out of here right now because I was talking to the guy who was doing my pedicure and, you know, I said, oh, the first thing that I wanted to do after I was vaccinated was come and get a pedicure. I really have missed this. And I said, you know. I mean, we have get-
0: been go. And like those people, Miss Lee. Yeah. I mean, we've been going there for like 15 years. We yeah. know her very well. She's the most amazing person.
1: She's unbelievable.
0: And, and she kept three businesses going during COVID. Like she's. Amazing, right? And
1: so I like want to go, and I want to support them, and I have felt terrible that I, d- you know, didn't support them through this. And even though they're making like all of these adjustments and changes, and and really trying to keep their business open, and it's I know it's been like excruciating for them. So anyway, like this guy walks in, but I had talked to her husband, and I said, "Did you get vaccinated?" He said, "Oh, I've had my first. Doesn't hadn't had a second yet." And I'm like, "This fucking this asshole fucking guy. guy. Yeah, walks in like." To me, maybe he'd been vaccinated. I assure you he had not.
0: But he can still spread it. Yeah. So he should still be fucking and, wearing a mask. Well,
1: it was just to me, it represented the fact that he was so inconsiderate of people who own a small business. He didn't know their status, doesn't know how the other customers feel. Yeah. And he walked in. He's like, I need to get my brows waxed. Oh, and while I'm here, I might as well get a pedicure. I mean, he was just so cavalier about not following the rules. And not even trying to follow rules, and so I, I just like packed up and left. You know, I mean, I'm paid for my pedicure, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, but I had wanted to be there and like be relaxed and feel good about it. And I realized, um, because Dave has been expressing the fact that he's been really dismayed um, about going back into the world, and I was like, you know, why? It's because there's all these people out here who don't show the same respect. And those are the ones just living their lives. And they're not being considerate of others who have been so careful and who are trying to you know, be small business owners or trying to work their day job where they're not making enough money anyway and don't have insurance. And those are the people that are at those places you know douche bro who wants to get his eyebrows waxed before he goes to the
0: gym before before he flies to Hawaii yeah you know what I mean he's the
1: guy like just going about his business and so I feel like if I put myself in those situations I'm just around all these jerks yeah
0: yeah I mean I totally like we were at Lowe's the other day and um, it's funny because almost everybody's wearing masks Um, but then there's like, there were like four guys who very blatantly on purpose trying to get attention, not wearing masks and like trying to like get someone to have, get to have a confrontation with them. And like, you know, and it's the same, like you're seeing articles now, like you can take your mask off. Everybody's vaccinated. It's like 40% of people in Idaho are vaccinated and it might, that might be the highest we get to. Because there's a very and, large... And you know, if
1: you don't get vaccinated and you get COVID, I don't feel bad for you. What I do feel bad for is all of the people who are even vaccinated, who are still trying to go about their lives and, yeah. and do things in a responsible, considerate, and there are people Civil who way. can't
0: get vaccinated, you know, for health reasons, for finding, you know, some people were like, or they just it's haven't free. Had it's free. To- I'm like, it's free. But a lot of people don't have access to a car. They don't have access to a, a way to get down to a clinic, you know, like.
1: Or a way to even areas- find out how to get it. I mean, I just, the yeah. process that we had to go through to, <laughs> to, f- to figure out how to do it. Yeah. You know, like I speak English. That's my privilege. Like there's plenty of people who don't
0: you know, yeah, or who been...
1: may, who may not feel comfortable going to a, a doctor's
0: office or, yeah. you know, how. Where I think, you know, it's also funny. I saw somebody post the other day that like, uh, they posted a screenshot of a conversation, they uh, several screenshots of conversations that they were having with people who were like, I can't hang out with you because I'm worried you're going to shed the vaccine on me. I'm like, so you weren't afraid of COVID, but you're afraid that the vaccine is going to be shed. And in that, That sort of encompasses why I feel like I can't do comedy is because the world is too ridiculous to make fun of uh, to me right now. I'm like, I don't have anything to say. I don't have anything. I don't know how to make fun of like what's going on when people are people are now social distancing because they're afraid the vaccine will get shed on them instead of the actual fucking virus, which has killed half a million people. It's just
1: right. And all these people are like, well, I don't know about getting my. My kids vaccinated. And oh it's God. not even just the anti-vaxxers now. It's like all these parents who've gotten their kids vaccinated and haven't even blinked an eye for their entire lives are now like, oh, I don't know. If you're letting
0: your kid have fucking craft singles, get it you can let them get vaccinated. <laughs> it's whatever's in a craft single Seriously. It's probably more dangerous. What's in a monster those same people is way worse. Also, <laughs> yeah, those same people spray fucking chemicals on their lawn. And you know what I mean? Like the amount of garbage that we put into just keeping a lawn dandelion free, right those are the that same will
1: kill people you before the fucking vaccine those are the same people who are like i don't give a shit about the emissions of my car
0: yeah yeah <laughs> i don't care air quality who cares like <laughs> ugh. um speaking of being soft i thought you would really appreciate this because is that uh, a bad joke no <laughs> <laughs> I'm just melting through your wicker chair in another universe right now. Um, I so Al, this is this. I'm never embarrassed to talk about anything on here, uh, and this I was like, oh, I'm embarrassed of this. So I figured we had to talk about it. So Alex got me a puzzle for uh, Christmas, and we were and we were like, oh, let's. It was a rainy day last week. It was pretty rainy. Yeah. And we were like, let's finally. We didn't have the kids. We we're like, let's finally do it. Let's do a puzzle. Like, let's just like set aside this the afternoon to for doing a puzzle i've never done a puzzle <laughs> which i know sounds ridiculous like i've surely done like a you know a small one when i was a kid at some point but i've never done like a puzzle puzzle so this one was a 750 piecer. I have it right here, actually, to, for reference. Very complicated, butterflies, but like lots of little details. But I was like, yeah, this will be fun. And he dumped it out and started flipping over the pieces. And oh my God, even talking about it, this is so embarrassing. This is how soft I've gotten. I had a full panic attack because of this puzzle. I was like, it's a mess. It's such a mess. And we're supposed to make heads or tails of this. We're supposed, this is mayhem, mayhem. Like it, tr- it like kicked off panic in me of at a level where like i'm genuinely like i'm the softest most pathetic privileged person that a puzzle now can give me like i used to travel by myself all the time and uh was that it though or was it just like what is the fucking point it did it felt very like it was so many pieces it was in a pile he's like flipping them over they were like half of them were white with no other descriptor to them and I just felt like I have enough chaos in my life right now without this like I don't also need the chaos of a fucking puzzle and I like I like I almost started crying like I was just like I don't need this this isn't leisure this isn't a fun thing (laughs) why are you doing this this is a punishment why would you buy me a puzzle and also like I I feel like I it like triggered something in me like I really hate chaos like I grew up in such a chaotic household as a kid households as a kid and like I really need like a certain amount of structure and it just like something must not must have happened to me while doing a puzzle as a child because I was literally like reduced <laughs> to a mess then so he was like it's okay we got it so we started flipping things over and then at some point my like first oldest daughter need for order started kicking in and I was like well we'll just get all the reds and blues together and then <laughs> And then we'll make a pile of the the oranges. And then I guess, I guess from there we can really make a plan. And then it was like suddenly seven hours later and Alex is like, all right, let's go to bed. I'm like, nobody's going to bed until this puzzle is finished. Like it, by the end of it, I was like, we're only doing puzzles. I only ever want to do puzzles again. I don't talk to me about anything that's not puzzles. Uh, By the end of it, I was very into it. We did finish it the next day. But it was a real roller coaster. And I was like, that's how boring my life has been this last well, year. Well, I can't
1: believe it took you until April of 2021 to get to be that bored to do a puzzle. Yeah. I we did, mean, we started doing puzzles in like April of 2020.
0: That seems to be the consensus. People are like, everybody's been doing puzzles this whole time. But um, I've known people I'm, who have done like a,
1: like a puzzle a day, a puzzle a week. We, we, so we did puzzles in April. And I was reminded last year that I fucking hate a puzzle. Yeah. I don't think
0: I ever need to do I another I don't puzzle. like it
1: though, because it takes up like a ton of time. And then I'm like, to what end? So yeah. now then, so then now you have this thing, like, I'm not going to like put the glue on it and hang it up. Like yeah. I'm going to put it back in the container. Yeah. They're extremely frustrating. They're addictive because you're like dopamine. I just, dopamine. I just have dopamine. to get this. I'll. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. And so we had one like going on our dining room table for a couple of months. We did a dog puzzle, and then I was like, "Well, we're gonna buy the cat puzzle because Bodie likes cats." We got about a quarter of the way through the thousand piece cat puzzle, and I was like, "This is so fucking stupid. I hate puzzles." Yeah, that was. So I just packed it up. I was like, "This is not for me." I. I don't, don't have. I don't have. Even my most bored, I'm like, I could go do some laundry or something.
0: Yeah, it's kind of, it took a lot of time. We had fun. In the end, I think it was kind of a fun, but it stressed me out and it felt like a lot of time. And it was funny because we finished it and then I'm like, oh, so now you just like put it away? And we were both like, well, let's leave it for the kids so we can show them. And the kids (laughs) came home from their dads and we're like, look, we did a puzzle. And they were like. Who fucking cares? Like, no, nobody was in... No, you. Nobody, you don't get to call the puzzle, the puzzle committee and be like, we've done it. And you don't get like a little thing in the mail, you know? Like, I wanted a little certificate. I wanted acknowledgement.
1: Well, and also, I imagine as a competitive person, you then like start being competitive about it. You're like, <laughs> okay, well, I'm getting more pieces than Alex is getting. And so we were competitive about it. But then I realized, just play a board game though. Yeah, then
0: because just... Because then it's like... Yeah. You have a game and it has an end. I I was surprisingly uncompetitive about it, but very uh, self-critical where I was like, look at Alex is putting pieces together like crazy. And you're just sitting over here staring. <laughs> you're just staring at a table. And I was like, I oh, know, I'm trying, I'm trying. Nothing, look, me. nothing makes any sense. It was... But Alex, he was like, next time we should do an ultra puzzle. Well, we take four puzzles and mix them together. And I was like, get the fuck out of this house. (laughs) My God, an ultra puzzle. That sounds horrible. I I know. I was like, that's like the kind of thing like you should have a bunch of people over. Everybody smokes too much pot. And then you go ultra puzzle and you make everybody do four puzzles. It sounds Uh, horrible.
1: Our power went out during the big storm last week and it was derby day and so we had been planning on watching the Kentucky Kentucky Derby just to have something to do (laughs) and um, then I remembered that we had the Kentucky Derby board game and so I got it out let me tell you that is a fun game (laughs) because it's really competitive it's totally luck because you like it's basically betting on horses so it's like a little bit complicated betting on horses it's from 1969 One of the horse's names is Benzedrine. Ooh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So it's got
1: a little bit of a, like, inappropriateness to it. Yeah, I like it. (laughs) A little bit of, like, tacky vintage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I would definitely suggest playing the Kentucky Derby board game from 1969 over doing a puzzle. (laughs) That's super
0: fun. I love that.
1: We played it until, like, 2 a.m.,
0: that yeah. sounds perfect for that day. That was a crazy storm. We, I have a fun Kentucky Derby story that um, when we were moving from, I believe, Mississippi to Tennessee. Also, um, no horses die in it. Yeah, that's nice too. <laughs> that's a good bonus. Uh, we were moving from Mississippi to Tennessee. Me and my ex-husband and our, we just had Calvin at that point. He was a baby, and we had a giant U-Haul with a car we were towing behind it, and we were driving by where they do the Kentucky Derby, and there were all these cars. And um we stopped at a gas station or something and I was like, Oh, what is that whole thing that they're doing? And the guy's like, Oh, that's out where they do the Kentucky Derby. And I was like, Oh my god, it's the Kentucky Derby. Like and I was like, So so we were just like, you know, nineteen. And so I was like, Let's go to the Kentucky Derby. So we drove our U Haul and car like into this like muddy Which parking is like, lot.
1: Yeah, like 95% of people who are going to the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. Oh, this, yeah. The we fit right situation. in. <laughs> we fit
0: right in. We went right up. We bought tickets. We like sat down and it was not the Kentucky Derby. It was actually <laughs> just an equestrian event it had nothing to do with the Kentucky Derby. We paid like $75 for the tickets because all that stuff is really expensive. All the horse stuff. Uh, so we I was like, well, we're staying. So we sat through uh, some Olympic trials for equestrian h- jumping events and oh, nice. uh, and the dancing footwork. Um, oh, speaking of um, you might have seen on Twitter and on Instagram, I posted that my uh, my cousin who passed away from suicide, uh, we did a fundraiser. My family um, did a fundraiser for the Chief Joseph organization to which is a Nez Pierce um, organization that helps um, community members of the tribe reconnect with uh, the Nez Perce traditions and stuff um, through the Appaloosa horse and they do um, just a bunch of, like check them out uh, the foundation is amazing uh, chief found it is their website but um, they had told us that they needed four more horses and to do all of their summer programs. so we were like well that'd be really cool if we could raise money and um, they bu- were able to buy well, that we got them the money to buy two and a half horses. And then yesterday I tweeted that we were hoping to get them that third horse, another half a horse. <laughs> and we raised the money yesterday to buy. Nice. So so for my cousin Michelle, in her name, they have three horses, um, Appaloosa horses coming to them. So that was very, very cool. So if you have money you want to throw at them, they're wonderful and super cool. And I think it was really helpful to my family to have something after the loss of her, because she was very, very into horses. She competed, uh, did equestrian stuff, and she was very you know like very talented and stuff that way so it was very cool to be able to um to help with that organization she was involved with them and stuff too so we got three horses which was very cool yeah it was very sweet yeah it meant a lot to everybody i think so
1: yeah that's a wonderful way to kind of direct that energy from grief not that you're not sad or not grieving still but having something to focus on as a project in memoriam
0: yeah, and something we know she loved, mm-hmm. you know, like she was under, uh, an underprivileged kid who got into a very expensive sport and started working full-time when she was 12 to pay her way through all these trials and to buy the gear and the saddles and everything. And um, this is kind of a similar thing where they like they really help a lot of underprivileged people and um, help a lot of people in pretty bad situations and foster kids and stuff. And they work a lot with disabled kids. They they primarily do um, tribal stuff for the Nez Pierce tribe and Shoshone Bannock, um, tribes up there, but they also work with like a disabled kids in the Boys and Girls Club and stuff too. So they're an amazing organization and my family has worked with them for years. Um, and my mom has spent just an amazing amount of time, like helping them build their arena and doing all this stuff. So it, it was really cool to be able to like, like, I just feel like she would love the idea of them physically getting horses was like, you know, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, you could get like a picnic table or something with her name right. on it. But like horses is way cooler. So, yeah. Yeah. So I, we're just trying to get them one more horse and then they'll be set for the whole summer and it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty That's fun. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Cause animals are healing power. Yeah. This man. See, has, He's been healing me this whole time. He's not feeling well. Cause he, uh, we, my parents came over and sprayed the backyard for, they did like a weed and feed situation, very toxic stuff. Uh, I wouldn't normally spray that, but, you know, when you're renting it, you're like, yeah, if you want to knock down some <laughs> foxtails, go for it. Uh, also, this has been a
1: hideous, hideous year bad, for dandelions and weeds. It's one of the worst I have ever remembered. I don't
0: mind the dandelions because the bees like them, but um, our yard when we moved in was all weeds. Like, we had nothing else back there, um, and the cheatgrass Ugh. was wild, and it gets all up into his paws and really hurts him. Yeah, so. you
1: know what happened to my dog one time? He got a cheatgrass up his ween.
0: No, he did not. Yeah. Oh my god. Is yeah. that why you're not feeling well? And it
1: got it got infected. And then That's his wean got all bloated out, and we had to have wean surgery. You Had to have wean surgery. <laughs> yes. That's heartbreaking. I know. So no, they were like, like we pulled the out. The cheatgrass gets in their ears, and I'm like, it can also go up their penis. So. Oh my god,
0: he got one in his paw that got kind of like gnarly and infected. I did not know it could get into his penis. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, especially don't do a low hanging, some He's low hanging hang. like He's a low hang. In the in the snow, he doesn't like to go out in the snow because his dick just drags through the <laughs> snow. It leaves a little. Crack everywhere he goes. So. Would you like that if no. your
1: genitals were just exposed no. to the snow? No, you would not. No, I would
0: not. No, I would not. Well, what else we got? Do you have anything else uh, I think I, I have, have? I
1: just checked. I have zero notes, which is amazing for an entire month. I was just like apparently.
0: Just coasting. Just feeling Yeah,
1: it. I know. There was several times where I'm like, oh, we should talk about that on couple skate. But I have no way of recalling any of that. What I, happened that uh, I should. I have been ke- like. I had been
0: keeping a list this time just because it had been so long. And I was like, oh, I better write some things down. Um, but I think I hit most everything other than I wanted to let you know. I figured out why I've been having insomnia. Uh, it's because uh, I last night was like, man, I don't think I'm going to be able to fall asleep. I feel like super wired. And then I was like, oh, maybe it's because you just spent an hour reading up on Unit 731, which was uh, like, I just did this random deep dive into Unit 731, which was the uh, Japanese forces who tested a bunch of biological warfare weapons on the Chinese and killed half a million people. I was like, yeah, maybe that. Maybe the hour you spent reading about how your our government uh, gave them immunity in exchange for their, their research, which turned out to be entirely useless. Uh, maybe that's why you're not sleeping. And I was like, I think I do that like, I'll get in bed and then, like, you know, kind of be looking at Twitter and then be like, oh, uh, the Armenian genocide. I better learn about that right now at 10 30 p.m. So I'm going to try not uh, deep diving into into traumatic events right before bed and see if that feels helps. Sounds like me. a good, yeah. That's yeah. why
1: I started reading before I went to bed and reading like novels and stuff. Yeah. Um, I had my most pan, my most, uh, pandemic re-emergence dream that I've had yet, which is that in my dream, and this was like a full-on nightmare, I was in an absolute panic because I went to a buffet restaurant Ooh. and I made the first pass. And while I was making the first pass, I was like, I'm doing this wrong. I'm getting all the wrong things. This is not going <laughs> to work out. And then I, what were you getting like baby corn and jello on the same plate and it's all right running i was like together? why am i even getting this you're not gonna like this cabbage slaw like <laughs> and then so then like i went to sit down and i was right everything i gotten was terrible so then i went back the second time and all the good stuff was gone oh god <laughs>
0: that's, like, that's, that's, that's an amazing so- pandemic nightmare <laughs> I'm going to get out into the real world once again and I'm going to go to a buffet restaurant and I'm not going to know what the fuck to do. I love how they say like (laughs) that your dreams are like your subconscious (laughs) preparing you for danger in the future. And yours is like, all right, train up, bitch. Like we got to get ready. What's
1: really, really stupid about that is like I would never go to a buffet restaurant. Like I don't even like like a buffet lunch or anything. I hate a buffet. This already Is a stupid dream Because I'm not A buffet eater You're not a buffet eater. Like even if I go To a restaurant That has a buffet I will just order From the menu Because I know How bad I am At a buffet I can't do it You overeat You get a bunch Of stuff you don't like Then there's a bunch Of waste And then there's like The one thing That you actually like And you get like A little bit of it And you're like Actually really like that You go back for more And then you're Uh. like I'm not gonna load up My whole plate With this
0: same stuff It'll look like I'm a hog (laughs) You look weird if you're like, well, I only like the pulled pork, and then you leave with like a. You always are like, I'm gonna get a pulled pork, and I'm always gonna get some mashed potatoes. They have rolls. They have rolls. I gotta right? get a roll. Some mashed potatoes and a little salad. A little salad. Yeah, you always try to like look like you're diversifying a buffet plate.
1: Right. Or yeah. you get like a bunch of the terrible salad because you're like, well, I should at least make an effort with the salad.
0: Yeah. You know, and then it's like a, it's a bad salad. I don't eat at buffets because I worked at the Chukarama Buffet. Oh, my Lord. Uh, as a teenager and just before I had Calvin and uh, the infrequency <laughs> with which they change out that food was enough to kill me on buffets for my whole life. Like one time we put a spoon uh, in the pudding, like one of the busboys put a spoon in the pudding just to see how long it would take anybody to notice. By the time I got fired, nobody had ever thrown <laughs> that pudding away. They just would remove the skin and throw it back out oh, there. So, yeah, I've never eaten at a buffet ever since then. I've always been like, nope, that's OK. Well, every
1: once in a while, like I would go to lunch with a bunch of coworkers, and they'd say like, oh, let's go to the you know, Taj Mahal Indian restaurant and because they okay, have a great I like buffet. Their buffet. I love their and buffet. And it's actually. not that I don't like the food. It's that I don't I don't have a good uh, behavior or buffet behaviors. I, yeah, I'm it just baffles me every time. And then I'm always disappointed. And I'm like, should have just spent the 1295 and gotten the, See, the it, entree that I wanted.
0: The Taj Mahal buffet works for me because all I ever really want is a samosa or a samosa like thing at any <laughs> restaurant. I want a samosa related food. I want a hand pie situation. And so whenever See, I, I, take, I like just the 12 get a plate of,
1: different, you know, the green one and the yellow one and the slightly reddish one, you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings.
0: <laughs> yeah, you don't want to you don't want to make anybody feel left out, right? You're like, Oh, well, we better get and some. then there's the, the pea samosa
1: and the the spinach samosa. And that, so I'm like, which is going to be the one. So then you get all three. And then then you're you're like, like, wish I would have got three of the P ones. You're
0: like, these two were gross. Yeah. Right. My, um, (laughs) one of my favorite things at working at the buffet was letting people steal because we had like, like regular meetings. We had to watch all these videos about like deterring theft. And people were so amazing about how much food they would steal and like how they would do it. Like there was a lady who would come and she would eat alone, but she would bring this giant purse and she would literally just take plates and dump them in the purse, like Jesus plates of like fried chicken and like sliced, you know how they'll slice the beef? That was her beef?
1: food purse. Yeah, it was
0: her, and, she, and like we were supposed to go over and be like, hey, you can't be doing <laughs> that. And I would always be like, you're doing great. It's amazing. Do you have a garbage bag in there? Do you have separators? Like I, I was always like, Do you if you bring Tupperware, you can separate your meats and your greens. Like it was, I just loved it. I thought it was so great. And some people would eat, like, there was a, a whole family that would come and they would steal, but they would not just steal the food. They would take the silverware and the plates too. And I was always like, this family rules. <laughs> like I want to have a big family that steals everything off the table of a buffet. It's incredible. Yeah, did you know time. that
1: that's like kind of a thing that people do is they steal um, flatware and and plates and cups. Like, it's a... Like, people will have whole collections of stuff that they've stolen from, like, every restaurant they've ever been to.
0: No. It's like a... I mean, I have a few A&W <laughs> mugs, but, like, who knows how I ended up with those.
1: <laughs> no, I've, I've I've read about this. That's where amazing. People at, like, a fancy restaurants, particularly. Yeah. Like, where they have their own, you know, porcelain dinnerware or whatever that's, on, you know, monogrammed on the back or something. And then yeah. people will... Like, steal it. And they lose, like, a ton of that kind of stuff at restaurants Uh, every year.
0: I steal from hotels. And especially if it's a very fancy hotel, I will steal. What do you steal? steal? Towels? No, I got towels. Like I got towels. No, a robe they're going to charge you for. But if, like, let's say you're staying at, say, a really nice hotel in (laughs) Big Sur that they put you up in and uh, you're like, oh, wow, they have these really cool dishes uh, that... Obviously, they would notice if you took them from your room, but probably wouldn't notice if you took from the maid's cart. Um.
1: <laughs> it would just never occur to me. There's, do, you, do you consider it stealing if you take the toiletries no those are yours the yeah. toiletries are yours um, i've heard people say that those are there for your use at the no, hotel no, they're yours. Like, i don't i have stealing. a giant collection of them. no no
0: no 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 those are those are yours you paid for the room the shower the, sh- the sh- all the shampoo you can carry is yours in <laughs> fact one time i was dating uh, i was dating this guy who was a wrestler who traveled a lot and he was coming to boise to see me and he was like um, hey I have a really cool present for you and I was like ooh awesome because he was coming back from Japan and I was like ooh I can't wait and he brought me a fucking garbage bag full of hotel shampoo <laughs> and conditioner and soap that like the entire time he was on tour he had just stolen all of the shampoo and, and he was like you got kids I just figured you'd use it and I was like honestly I will and thank you so much like what a weird gift but uh, we ended up using I always take
1: them and I never use them. And oh. so I have a huge bag of that stuff.
0: Yeah. That- With the kids, I ended up, because they used to go to Y Camp. And so I would oh, yeah, I would be able to that. make like a little toiletry bag for them to go do that. Or like if they were going to a friend's house for the weekend, I would. I'm sure they just threw them away. Honestly, I'm sure they never used any of that. But I loved making a little bag of like. You got your little floss picks, and you got your shampoo, and you got a little bar of soap. I, I liked making those bags, but I'm sure they never. Ever. Whenever
1: they have the sewing kit, oh god, or the shower, I cap have so many of those, or the um
0: the the shoe buff. <laughs>
1: like I, I like- love a
0: shoe buff. <laughs> I don't have a pair of shoes for him, but I like, love them.
1: Yeah, shower you cups care less about the the shampoo, the like typical stuff. But then every once in a while, you'll go and they'll have like an amazing like face wipe or something yeah oh yeah (laughs) oh the toilet
0: wipes like the underarm wipes I like those there was a hotel I stayed at once that was very very fancy and um they had a goldfish in the room and I would like jokingly said like oh because they were like oh you get a complimentary goldfish in your room and I was like ha could I take it and they're like yeah and I was like oh hi (laughs) I Don't know how I would get that home in a living situation. I flew, but I was, I really, I was like, I want this goldfish so bad. I finally was like, you're going to kill it. And you're not going to get it through security at the airport. Like, this is my fish. Wow. It's not, you're not allowed to bring four ounces I've of stayed liquid. I've in but some fancy places. And I have to say. They put me up. That all. one was a fun one. They put me up in a very fancy place. Uh, goldfish, a whole, a whole thing. Arthur was with me for that one. He came on tour with me and um, I had a fr- I had some friends in town who came and sat with him during the show and they ordered. I never, I love to order room service, but I rarely do because it's so expensive. But I was like, hey, go ahead and order room service. And Arthur afterward was like, are we rich? Are we <laughs> like, they brought waffles to the, like he thought that was the biggest thing in the world. And I was like, yeah, your mom's pretty big time. <laughs> That was $47 for those waffles. I hope it was worth it. But yeah, it was very cute.
1: Yeah, we went to a hotel not too long ago. um, And I was like, we're going to order room service. And we just kept looking at the room service menu trying to figure out what what to get. And it all just seemed so stupid that we would buy a $24 hamburger. I'm like, I I really wanted to just do this yeah you know just like let's order room room service wouldn't it be fun and it just it just really fell flat it's not for fun me. with your
0: own money that's one thing I miss about um featuring for way famous way rich comedians like if you're featuring for somebody they're like yeah just you know I, your room's covered your flight's covered and like just get whatever you want from room service and like I'm like Really? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they'll like, you'll be hanging out, and they'll be like, "I'm gonna get coffee. Do you want something from room service?" And you're like, "I mean, I take like a croissant or something." And they're like, "I'll get croissants and fruit, and like they'll just order like a shit ton of stuff because they like money at a certain point doesn't mean anything to you, and you're on the road, and so whatever. But yeah, right. that was whereas always me, nice. I'm like,
1: was that did that hamburger taste twenty four dollars? and it and never it, it never did. It's yeah. more
0: the novelty of having someone bring it to your bed right yeah but then
1: i also feel really gross that i've been eating food in the
0: bed not me i love to eat food in bed <laughs> uh whenever i would tour uh i would always have a bed that was for sleeping and a bed that was for eating pizza you got to get the double room for so that
1: when we, when we got the room service i took the trash can liner out of the trash
0: can and i put it on the bed you did that's <laughs> see no you just gotta you gotta sleep in your crumbs <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was like, this is gross, though.
0: There and there was
1: nowhere else to eat except on the bed,
0: so I had to make. I love eating in bed. <laughs> eating in bed is one of my one of my oh, my no. joys. Alex is a real bed eater, so it's lucky that we found each other because he's Regular always George Costanza
1: up he's, here. Yeah, he's always eating
0: like a BLT <laughs> or something in bed. It's very crummy. Wow. Yeah, in yeah. our in our lovemaking you guys space. We did end up with the right partner. We really Luckily, did.
1: Dave's never eaten anything in bed. Boy, if he did, I'd be.
0: I mean that was that. You'd one be like, time get the hotel. trash bag liner.
1: <laughs> I <did>. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like hovering over it, like worried that some kind of sauce was gonna splatter on the pillowcase or something.
0: Nope, I don't Ugh. mind. Sauce it up. <laughs> oh, we haven't stayed in a hotel in like a year. We should just go stay at a hotel somewhere. We're vaccinated. We could stay in a hotel. Yeah. We could. It'd be so fun. <sighs>
1: I think it's all been built up so much. We have no hope but to be just disappointed in absolutely everything. Yeah. It's going to be so disappointing.
0: (laughs) I kind of feel that way about comedy. Like, I have all this, like, giddy excitement to go do it. And I'm like, you're the first open mic you do. You're going to be like, oh, fuck this. Never mind. But we'll see. We'll see. Maybe it'll be really fun out there. And I'll be like, hell yeah. I missed my job. but we'll try. Yeah, I know I
1: think it's like half of the population is like never want to do that again what yeah. else could I do
0: yeah <sighs> I know I'm just waiting for a call from Seth Rogen um, I always tweet at him um, that if he ever wants to get in on a weed honey because he's doing weed now he's selling weed and I I feel like we could do a real fun collab Seth Rogen we could do a real fun thing together comedy collab comedy collab with uh, the weed honey and then I could put my kids uh, that's my retirement plan basically Is I'm hoping <laughs> Seth Rogen notices that I want to do this with him because I have no other plan so I'm gonna mm-hmm. just keep making making jokes well, this was so fun. Yeah. First indoor couple skate. <laughs> Woo. How did we
1: sound?
0: I, how did we it was sound? was only one Good. jet
1: and it was so much fainter.
0: I know. No wind. <laughs> Everybody's going to be so spoiled that no, watches this no one.
1: Sirky barking,
0: sirky no circuit barking. No circuit bark. <laughs> nope. No door, No dog next door barking. Boo-boo. Uh, no drone boy uh, checking us out, scoping us, seeing what we're doing. Just a real quiet podcast. Just yeah. Alex lurking around in the background. Making sure we sound good. All right. Well, we'll be back here in two weeks.
1: <sighs> yeah. In theory.
0: <laughs> probably. Yeah. And I don't
1: see any reason at this
0: point. <laughs> I also feel like we're, we've are we been, we've shown we're regular enough. We're getting, we're popular enough. Yeah. That that, I think
1: that was really the problem with our original couple skate because it was so sporadic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We
1: never had a, a regular time that we met or released those. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it would go a month, two months. Then we'd do like three in a week. And it was just...
0: And now it's sp- it's pretty it much every the right other week. Vibe. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. It yeah. was a weird basement vibe. Yeah. Um. But now we're doing every other week and weird toilet basement. vibe. Real toilet in your bedroom <laughs> basement vibe. Um. But now we're doing them every other week. And in the beginning, we had had some people who were like talking about sponsorship, and I was like, we're not responsible <laughs> enough for that. But I feel now like we're available. Where if you want to sponsor a couple of skate, give Especially us a holler.
1: We keep uh, Emma out of the airplane for. Yeah, keep months. me out of the
0: airplane for a couple more months, please. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, I think we could probably start getting professional with this. We have a producer.
1: I mean, it's way more professional. just
0: I feel like everybody who's listening to this one is There's like, a
1: I can hear them. There's a ring light.
0: There's a ring light. This time. There's a ring light. <laughs> There's whatever these things are, these boxes. I don't know. There's a lot of cords. <laughs> so many cords. Look at these. Look at these. Still, we do have a dog, though. Yep, we still got Chip we still we've we've maintained our roots pretty well i feel like we're still a very punk rock podcast
1: yeah and you know he's gonna listen to in the middle of this the parts where he's gone it's gonna be like slow motion yeah there will definitely be a, some sort of
0: technical issue that we didn't realize that later he'll be like oh actually like, that, this, either that or he'll be like none of that got recorded and i'll be like yeah i figured yeah. i assumed <laughs> i assumed none of it did well thank you guys so, for watching and listening uh uh, buy some honey from me if you want If you want to buy honey Venmo me at Emma Arnold Boise And you work
1: for stamps.com
0: Yeah or, You um, sell mattresses, mattresses? Uh, <laughs> I could use the new mattress Stitch Fix uh, one, Somebody who I did a podcast with They were like oh we're sponsored by Stitch Fix We get free clothes And I was like really,
1: <laughs> <laughs> really? Okay <laughs> that's very cool There's all those like vitamin drinks
0: Yeah um, we'll drink your vitamin drink We'll say we drink it <laughs> We're great. We'd sell the crap out of it. Anything, I mean, anything you want to market towards middle-aged ladies, uh, we're your huckleberries. We can market that. Oh, um, you
1: know, the one thing that I was going to say is you sent me a picture the other day of us doing some modeling.
0: Oh, God. Yes, I <laughs> wanted to talk about that. Oh, my God. I'll post it. I'll tweet it because that picture is so funny. <laughs> I was telling Alex about that. Okay, so for a can, a wickless candle company, they, I had been doing work modeling work for them for quite a while and um i
1: think that was the second one that you and i had done together because the yeah, first one right. we did was at that house where they had all of the food that was like tropical yes and yeah. they were like do not actually drink the drinks do not, do not eat the food, the food. <laughs> i know i kept eating grapes and
0: they were like emma stop it so stop the, it. the
1: one that you sent me was the second one that we did
0: i forgot you were there were you were, was that the winter one because I also no. did. Was it I, in the winter? I did one. Because um, you're
1: always dressed like in the pre-season. wrong season.
0: Yeah. So in the winter, there was one I did. Yeah, uh, I think it was. Um, And they had all of us sit outside. They cleared the snow from this patio. And then we were all wearing tank tops. It was like mid-December. It was freezing. <laughs> the tank tops and like strappy dresses. And then like they're like futzing with the product while we're all shivering. And then they're like, can you guys please quit looking cold? <laughs> Will you quit? Like, can you sit up? And we were all like, could we put our jackets on? Like, I think now of what I put up with for $300 a day. And I'm like, how hilarious that I wasn't just like, I'm going to go get my jacket. Fuck off. I'm a grown up. No, they were like downright mean. Very mean. And we did it
1: many times. Yeah. And that's what I was thinking the other day, because I'm actually participating in a grocery survey right now, which is like, I have to log on every day and for like for 40 minutes ask answer questions about leafy greens and herbs (laughs) and like my buying habits and stuff. And it's like, they're literally paying me $300. And I was like, there has never been a time in my adult life where I wasn't (laughs) doing some stupid fucking shit for $300. Oh,
0: yes. There has never been a time in my adult (laughs) life where I could like, sign me up. Yeah. Where I've been in a place (laughs) financially where I could be like, I don't need your 300 bucks. Go fuck yourself. I'm always like, how cold will it be? All right. All right. That's fine. They were so mean to us. And the one we, so the one I sent you the picture of was hilarious because, so I started there and I started as like a centerfold, not to brag, but a centerfold model. Also, they had me in some infomercials and I was like one of the main girls in the candle mag. And then within three years, they had aged me into the way back. Like by the time I was like, what, 35, I was like too old to be in the candle commercials anymore. And the one we were in They dressed us like we were like 75 year old mob (laughs) wives, big hair. Like, I don't know if you remember, I had clawish looking bangs. And then like the big, do you remember this thing? Yeah. Like that thing. And then some claw bangs, very, very heavy makeup, Mm -hmm. big gold jewelry Mm -hmm. and like a red dress. And, um, they, they kept, uh, Also, I was upset with you because I was their hand model for quite a long time. And in that one, he was like, your hands look like shit. You up here. And you stole my hand model gig. I was like, they look fine. I just got my nails done. He's like, they look like shit. Get out of here. And I was like, but
1: they're okay." They definitely wouldn't use my hands now if it makes you feel any better.
0: Minors filled with mud still. But then in that exact one, it was so funny because they were like, "Okay, Emma, back up a little further, a little more. Perfect. And I was like, am I in frame? And they were like, just your elbow. And there's one of the shots where my it's just my elbow is a part of the, we like pissed them off or something. That whole,
1: they were so no, told So what they told me was that they didn't want you to be recognizable in catalog after catalog. Yeah. Like they wanted different people featured. My sister was actually at the one where we oh, were right. mom wise. She was also in that. And then subsequently they called her for another gig and i was like oh they're doing it again i'm gonna email the girl and see because boy she sure, sure could use 300 dollars for a whole fucking day's work for a whole day like with people yell at you day. the whole
0: day and are like <laughs> me- yell and you about can't your appearance
1: anything no <laughs> can't cause... even have a drink of water and so they and they were like no i'm sorry we've used you too many times and you're oh, too funny. recognizable which is probably a lie because they probably were like you're
0: too old enough well, the, I, well I feel like we aged out because they stopped yeah. calling me at some point and I think I was like 36 and then they I never talked to me again and I feel like it's because which is hilarious because you're like the who, who these can't it's a pyramid scheme like candle company right. and I'm like who is selling these is 42 year old divorcees <laughs> that's who your market is that's you should have us like they should be sponsoring this podcast, you know, <laughs> instead they're like, you're too old for the candle. And in fact, one year I was supposed to be the centerpiece model for everything. And one of the girls who had showed up was like young and blonde. And they were like, yeah, we're going to put Hillary in. And, and they ended up having me be like the funny quirky sister. And, um, they put me in white pants and they <laughs> were flair and they were too long. And I looked ridiculous and that was
1: the one. That I, was the one. That was the one with the tropical stuff. Because yep. I was in an orange dress and I was like, where did Emma get
0: those pants? No. They were so <laughs> every no. shot, no, every shot, the director, the guy doing the cameras would be like, if you could stand on your tiptoes, I'd be like, I'm on my tiptoes. You gave me pants for like a 5'11 person. And a, a 5'11, like mormon mom yeah they found like like, they found a stack of books in one shot for me to stand on so that and then they flared (laughs) over the edge of the books and i was like look at my proportions right now please (laughs) whose legs are this long oh man that whole thing was so ridiculous they were so mean and i don't know if you remember but like there was one one gal who i'm friends with so i feel pretty comfortable like making fun of her because this, because she's a very nice person, but that job was terrible for her and it was a bad time in her life and she was so mean and I remember one shot, she was like, okay, so everybody's smiling, you're smiling. Emma, not like that. A pretty smile. Not an ugly smile. Not like that. No, less teeth or more teeth. I don't know. Your smile looks horrible and I was like, mm. like I always left those. They with, were like,
1: really, really like jerks about the smiling and yeah. you can really only do so much like fake genuine smiling. Because after a while, you know, if you're doing smiling for four hours, yeah. you you just start looking like rabid yeah. at some point. Well, like crazy eyes. You're because just, you're like, I have been smiling. And your whole face hurts. It's so hurts. tiring. And you're like supposed to be engaging with other people and smiling, but you can't actually talk to them and can't actually engage with them. So it's just... It's a very weird behavior.
0: It's very weird. And um, after about my fifth one, they informed me that it wasn't that I was really pretty. It's that I was a great laugh fluffer. (laughs) i was there to make people genuinely laugh yeah and that was why i kept getting the gig and that's why i'm out of frame <laughs> in most of it is because i'm just they were like we just kind of bring you because you make everybody like laugh naturally and smile so there's all these beautiful pictures of the, this girl hannah who was one of the main models like she's like laughing really naturally and i'm next to her like a, a little laugh call i'm like ha ha, ha ha i'm here to fluff like it's just i'm so hit, like just but then
1: we also got in trouble for laughing.
0: Oh, we got in big trouble for being too fun. <laughs> like we always did. Because what we were supposed to
1: be doing is fake laughing.
0: Yeah. Fake too authentic. Smiling. We were yeah. having too much fun. I also got talked to. So one of the ones I did, I did maybe the second time I worked with them, I did an infomercial for them. And I when I showed up, one of the women, the woman I was talking about, she pulled me aside and she was like, "I need you to not be yourself." at this shoot like one of the main higher up vice president people is going to be here and th- and like we were in like a big fancy house and she was like this is her son's house i need you to not be yourself in any way and i was like okay <laughs> <laughs> so then i was just like being quiet and like partway through uh like the vice president and somebody else was like oh my god you're so quiet i had heard you were a comedian and like you're just like the shyest person i was like I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm trying not to say the F word because apparently I'll get fired. It was so such a weird plastic environment. Also, I got in really big trouble. I think probably the last one I did, um, I was a part of a shoot with a guy and it was for like a male line of candles. Oh,
1: yes. The male. Yeah.
0: It was for like the men's line. And um, I could not stop cracking up, but then also gagging because the candles like like one of them them stink one of them was called weathered leather (laughs) and i every time i was supposed the picture was supposed to be of me smelling it and he like and looking at him and every time i'd be like i'm sorry it just smells so bad and like they all had names like camel's toe you know just like ridiculous like stuff that men are into but it doesn't sound girly and like the whole line was like that and i could not stop laughing and it was there was like an infomercial part of it too where like i was supposed to like Um, I think I was doing voiceover only. So I just had to like read the names and like say the product descriptions. But every time I would be like licensed to kill, why are you naming a candle that? This is dumb. This is toxic. You guys can just like candles and they're like, just fucking read it. And I'd be like $300 a day, $300 a day. So I think I got fired after that, after laughing about weathered leather too many times
1: have you signed up um I can help you get $300 a day by doing grocery (laughs) surveys
0: sign me up I need that I need that 300 bucks also I love to be asked my opinion on things please
1: (laughs) uh this one it's because it's remote so I used to do them like at Hewlett Packard like I'd use the new printer and like they would make you go through certain tasks and you would have to then report back on like the ease of tasks and if you had ways that they could improve the printer stuff like that but now it's all online These ones you have to record yourself in a video answering the questions. Oh, wow. And yesterday I had to invent a brand of herbs that would be sold at the grocery store. And then I had to write a commercial and then in a very peppy way, that's what they said, record myself doing the commercial
0: what literally do you get your mba at the end of this what is happening are you sure you're not but being i'm like scammed? i'm already halfway through this fucking thing <laughs> like. please please do your commercial right now i will accept nothing less than you doing your commercial right now go My and okay. five four two one. go
1: <laughs> okay it was called big dill herbs
0: yeah yeah it was you
1: were going to relish (laughs) you're fired (laughs) our parsley sage rosemary and time out (laughs) it was something really 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 stupid and I didn't even care that it was stupid because I'm like who fucking cares 300 bucks (laughs) yeah that is wild they're having you do that but the things that that they make you do and you you, they don't tell you you're going to have to do shit like that when you sign up you're like well I'm going to answer questions about Loose leaf versus,
0: uh, you know, bulb herbs. Instead, or whatever. you're in charge of. Uh, Instead,
1: I'm inventing a pickle brand.
0: marketing <laughs> strategy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, anyway, I can get, I can hook you up.
0: Cool. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. I'm great at stuff like that. Perfect.
1: Yeah. So, if it also, if anybody has any big, big deal. Thread, big
0: deal. <laughs> big deal uh, herbs. Herbs. <laughs> that's our first sponsor. You heard it here first. Big deal herbs
1: just like i just at at that moment when i was doing it i was like your life is so but <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: at least you, you are 44 years old you have a full-time job and you're getting up at six o'clock in the morning to before work to record a fake <laughs>
0: commercial for fake or but hey you may land that gig maybe this is an audition there's no gig <laughs>
1: It's like a gift card. It's not even like three hundred dollars cash.
0: <laughs> I hope we get to the point where we don't need that three hundred dollars so much. It
1: may never come. Yeah. You know? No, it won't. It probably won't. So I'm just I'm just doing it anyway. Yeah. But if there is any, any more candle modeling. Yeah, if you guys got any more candle, can candle work for us. Really bad, <laughs> let's do it. Yeah. You can humiliate me. You can talk about my my. <laughs> my hair or my overbite there was some real talk about my
0: overbite during that I was like thanks you guys yeah I'll stand on
1: my tiptoes for six hours
0: yes 300 bucks (laughs) baby you gotta get that money yeah that's my price yeah well uh anyway perfect this is a beautiful way to end I feel like (laughs) big deal herb Uh, thank you guys for listening. This was so fun. Back in the back in the house, and uh, thanks to our producer Alex Satterly. and uh, Pig. I think
1: I feel like we should just mix up our um, everyone do it at a different location.
0: Yeah, every time it's a little, it's yeah, a, it's slightly different. So
1: stick, stay tuned, stay tuned for where will we be next week. Yeah, next could be week.
0: anywhere. <laughs> Probably the playroom. Uh- <laughs> All right. Thank All right. you. Love, Love you. you. Bye. Bye.